0: Warning, this podcast contains rude, crude, and prude language, which might burn your ears if you listen to it for too long. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Wouldn't it just be easier instead of trying to topple the institution to just suck up your pride, grow a set, and play blue cards?
2: Hey, let's be reasonable, oh, you. Scotty. The eight team <laughs> doesn't lie down for no one. <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to you by ManorDeprived.com
0: and 60cards.com. Check us out. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mise they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound me in the ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them... Maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. Everybody was metagaming against each other because we saw each other's decks. Jay Boosh.
2: I'm not going to ask a homeless guy for a deck idea, okay? I'm going to give that guy some change, and, you know, I'll probably half my sandwich.
0: Smitty.
3: Just completely edit out Jay bush like, out of the whole thing.
1: Scotty. Bro, what is it with people that live in French countries that like blue-white control? Are you guys
0: just, like, you have that big of a chip on your shoulder? Like, what is it? And now, the A-Team. Hey, everyone. This is KYT, and welcome to episode 21 of the A-Team Podcast. I'm once again joined by Scott, Jay, and Jesse. How are we after our amazing episode 20, guys? We're legal, oh. bitches. By
3: the way, <laughs> I, I don't think it's a gin. I think it's a gin. What? I said- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <laughs> fucking with KYT. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 20 was epic, to say the least. <laughs>
0: epic Thank you, so everyone, for ways. all the comments that they have left, either on my site, mananddeprived.com, or Jesse60cards.com. I'm, I'm seeing the entire URL because apparently no one really reads our show notes. Everyone just listens to the cast. And for any technical support, any problems you have, if the cast is not on iTunes, you can ask Jay. Tweet at him. Ask <laughs> 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 why. Isn't I'm the, the tech support. On? So <laughs> phone him up. Ask him why isn't the latest episode on the, <laughs> the iTunes feed? Okay hey Um, scotty
3: why don't you uh leave everyone jay's phone number in case they can't get a hold of him on twitter
0: yeah (laughs) no um fuckers let's just start things off on a happy note uh on monday my shameless polls ended on uh monday with me sort of winning by one vote and podcaster of the of the year, Canadian, uh, leading Jay by one vote and leading Scott by just less than a handful of votes. But since Wait, that, what? since the deadline, oh. Jay has passed me. Yeah, <laughs> bitches. And whatever, I'm just gonna—I'm not even gonna call myself the winner. I'm just gonna say it's a three-way tie until we, we have another <laughs> podcast where there's like a Canadian on it. So, um, oh man, a three-way <laughs> battle for you- Canadian
3: you- podcaster of the year. I <laughs> <want it. laughs>
0: <laughs> the votes are really close, and and just to make you guys happy, uh, Jake, the professor, actually voted for you, Scott. He told me upfront that he wasn't going to vote for me, and my uh, editor, my main editor, Al- Alex Hayne, voted for Jay, so: <laughs> was, uh, So the hum- main hot topic, because it's the hot format with the upcoming GP, would be extended, and Jesse and I have been playing a lot of extended on, on MTGO. We've even played against each other, uh, last night. So I've talked enough for now. So Jesse, you can veer it off, uh, to any topic of extended that you wish.
3: Oh, any topic, huh? Maybe I should ramble about some new deck ideas. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have any, uh, I've just been tightening up some lists, uh, trying to decide what I'm going to run in the PTQ tomorrow, actually, which will be about three days ago when you hear this, <laughs> Um uh, but I'm I'm still leaning towards green, green white trap. Uh KYT and I played uh green white trap versus mythic. KYT was rocking mythic and it just demolished me three matches in a row. Uh so I'm not sure what's better, you know. It, Talk it,
0: about that insane game. Okay,
3: yeah. Oh, that was pretty insane. So who was on the play? You were on the play, right? Right, right. Yeah. So KYT's on the play. He leads off with the nut draw. I think it was uh, first turn noble, second turn uh, cobra and knight of the reliquary. Probably. Uh, and then Yeah, it, it would have had to have been. Because then turn three, you go ahead and you drop sovereigns <laughs> and swing with the cobra. I take the beating of whatever, 13, <laughs> 13 to the skull. And I'm like, whatever, dude. Because my turn two, I dropped the Wimbris kites and I had an Emrakul hiding under it. Uh, and at this, my turn three, uh, I did have three guys, so my turn, I attack with all three, don't hesitate, I got my Razor Verge Thicket on the ground, uh, I spend the white, I pop Emmerquill I'm like, you're toast, motherfucker, and then, uh, (laughs) I get my second turn and attack, and he sacks six permanents, but there's one on the board still, and guess which one it is, motherfucking Sovereigns of Lost Alara, I didn't (laughs) think, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. So he swings the Sovereigns for the win. I can't do anything about it. Those are two fast-ass decks, though, to be able to turn three. I thought I was faster on the draw, but uh, it was unbelievable that he could pull that out. And Brooke on Twitter, I forget. His fucking Twitter name's too hard to say, so I'm not going to say it. Um it his is, last name? <laughs> it's like B. Gardner Duvin or Duvin or motherfucking whatever (laughs) so
0: So he uh, writes for you or wrote
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah he wrote because like some manadeprived.com that whatever that site is i guess he's writing for too (laughs) i'm just kidding uh but he was saying not to attack with the emmercule which wouldn't have worked anyways because my emmercule would have just had to chump block to save the damage on the cobra but it was kind of a crazy game. Uh, in the same light as that, I got a quick story from FNM, actually. And then I'll stop rambling and I'll go back to extended. But this is a standard FNM. I built a brew right before FNM. And it was uh, the deck Chapin mentioned on our cast about uh, Genesis Wave deck that ran 56 cards were basically mana. So I kind of like mocked up what I thought it might be and ran it and oh my god on turn 5 i had 50 cards in my deck on the board uh
2: oh my <laughs> I, god
3: i swear to god i swear to god and uh my opponent was just playing like pretty pretty much standard elves like it was a budget build even because he was new <laughs> and wasn't very good i mean he was actually a decent player he just didn't have the cards uh, so I just like lay it all out on the board and I'm like, you going to make me finish this out. And he says, yeah. And so his, <laughs> his turn goes right. And he just like passes the turn and I'm like, okay. And I had a group powered up. So I'm just like, F it alright, overrun group attack with everyone. I didn't even tap him, I just said, attack with everyone. He's like, fog. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> this was game one. This was game one. He fogs me when I'm attacking with probably like 200 power worth of stuff at least. <laughs> Next turn, he swings in for lethal. Really? Oh my god, Yeah, I Swear to god that happened. And uh, I ended up winning the match because I, I didn't I thought about it after that, (laughs) and I knew he was running Fog, but yeah, kind of crazy. So those are two pretty crazy games that have happened in the last little while, but uh, yeah. (laughs) So anyways, back to Extended, uh, PTQs, you're either going to be running Red Deck Wins, Green White Trap, Mythic, or Fae, I think, to stand your best chance at this point. I don't think Jund and the Control Decks are actually going to win a PTQ in the next week or so. So I'm just trying to decide, tighten up, see what I need to play against. Um, But I'm loving Extended, man. It is a fun format. It's fast, but it's also
0: mid-rangey. Jay, do you have any questions for...
2: (laughs) (laughs) About Extended? Yeah. Just to be sure, like, I don't play Extended, but... um, I don't know if Jesse should answer this. Uh, Maybe somebody good should answer this um <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> uh, but just to be sure like it's all the same decks right like it's isn't it just the same decks that used to be played in extended because it's the same cards it's not the same decks that used to be played in extended
3: it's the same decks that used to be played in standard with a couple additions.
2: okay but like it's still like fairies and whatever and yeah. all that is it not but it then is. every time i look at a report it's always the same decks and then you say that Standard's boring, but Extended is fun.
3: Right. And the reason is, okay, <laughs> there's <laughs> Standard <clears throat> consists of the same decks, yes, but the card pool is much smaller, which makes it very hard, if not impossible, to attack certain decks in a certain way, which nullifies, like, so many cards and deck ideas that you can play in standard. Like, it has to be either the fastest deck you can possibly build to beat the likes of Volokut in control, or you have to or you have to play control, and at this point you're limited to one and a half control decks. And then Volokut is so hard to build against for any type of aggro deck, Literally, standards no mid range, and that's that's the point. There's mid range decks in extended. There's cards that can combat the problems you're having against certain decks. Like Vala could exists in extended, but Naya and stuff is so fast to to like take it down in time among like red deck wins or even Boros builds. There actually is more decks in extended you can play and reasonably win than in standard. Even though you see the same decks over and over, I mean that's like partly just because uh Chapin mentioned it last week. Like people just don't try to build on Moto, they just copycat and keep playing it because it wins and that's why you see the same decks. But there's way more capability and extended to attack the field and build something new. It's just not many people do it and there hasn't been enough uh grounds to to be able to like showcase those decks I think yet. So
1: I think um, I think one of the most interesting things when you when you try to take a look at the the format as a whole is that it kind of breaks down into a bunch of different classifications of decks that we've seen over the years, right? So we've seen Bloodbraid Elf decks, we've seen Lotus Cobra decks, we've seen Windbrisk Height decks, we've seen you know the these are the sort of Valakut decks. We've seen Scape Shift decks before. We've seen you know the five color Vivid Land decks, um, and I, and I think that. There's so many different variations within those categories as well. Um, the question just becomes you know which w- depending on your meta, which strategy is going to become most prevalent because all of those strategies have seen you know have had champions from you know emerge from within them to win tournaments over the course of time. So the question just becomes um, which of those strategies is going to end up king uh, at which PTQ I think.
3: KYT, you feel different, right? I mean, because you like Standard. But I love all. I just
0: love Magic, period. I think yeah. eventually <laughs> I think eventually it just I ends just up... I just love Magic, period. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just eventually comes down to... I've been playing Standard for so long, and there's always going to be that uh, set number of decks. And with fairies, of course, I think... I forget if it was Jerry or uh, Flores who said this. I think it was probably Flores... Um, it's easier to game plan a metagame where there's two prevalent decks. And uh, Lauren Lee just posted on Star City Games like that metagame breakdown. And even if Fairy is considered the best deck or the most popular deck, it's not even that popular percentage-wise. There's like so many decks in the format. And it's really hard to really choose. So I'm really going to have to be like, really accurate as to what my local metagame's gonna be. There's just so many decks, I think. Which makes it interesting at the same time, but harder to game plan.
1: I think the number one question you should ask yourself is, what would Billy Moreno do?
3: (laughs) Yeah, Billy! We haven't mentioned you in so long! I love you, Billy Moreno! He can't
0: (laughs) can't afford extended. Yeah, it's pretty steep. Then again, standard is more expensive than extended, last I heard, for whatever reason, so maybe... (laughs) Last I heard, he could only afford a booster pack, so maybe someone, he found someone to let him a deck. Uh, my last on <laughs> Extended is an upcoming article uh, on Star City Games uh, that's going to be posted up in an hour, but obviously they, they, they post a link in the forums early. And it's by Mike Flores. And maybe, Scott, you've played Flores' decks in the past. Maybe you've had experience with the standard version of this deck, and it's uh, Mono Cascade, where he just plays... Oh all these cascade spells <laughs> like the sunlight spell deny Dude, reality
1: i've had so many nightmares about that deck in the past <laughs> like when it was standard legal i'm just like how do i beat mono blightning? this is ridiculous this is before vengevine was printed of course right but yeah i'm gonna actually pull that up right now so well you know
3: talking. what uh i played against flores because uh, he wanted to test against me against trap <laughs> And I just smoked that deck. He didn't even get a chance to play a spell in time, so I'm wondering if he uh, altered it at all.
0: Uh, he does mention at the end of the article that his worst matchup is Green-White uh, Trap, and that Uh-oh. he hasn't thought of anything yet. But uh, did it seem good? That's that's. I haven't really... I've never played with the original version, so I'm just asking uh, you or Scott, what were your impressions of this particular build?
1: So I'm looking at it right now... Um
0: Jesse, you just didn't see it interact against you at all for an opinion to form. Exactly, okay. Okay. I don't
1: have any. Uh... These ca- honestly, it the whole thing, the whole thing that we've been dealing with. I'm just trying to look at the mana base truthfully because that's the big, the biggest challenge. Is um, when this took over, it was extremely powerful, and then people just started playing faster decks. And so it ended up getting to the point that the Mono Cascade couldn't keep up. It would basically be dead or have its land base attacked before turn 4. And at that point in time, it's almost impossible to come back most of the time. Now, I don't know how much that changes as I'm looking at some of the lists. He's got uh, Kitchen Finks in the sideboard in particular. The Captured Sunlight, obviously, is some uh, life gain. You've got Baneslayer Angel there. Um, It looks like there's some potential avenues here that uh, can be pretty successful. Primal Command can gain you some life. This may end up being potentially the best mono cascade that we've seen, you know, because there's some cards that are being played in this version. I think that were never available before. No, wait, hold on. Uh, No, perhaps just some combinations, like like I said, Finks out of the sideboard, Sable Stags against fairies. Like it seems like you can. What's really nice about the Mono Cascade deck is it's surgical, you know. Um, Every time that you're casting a spell, you can essentially fix your Cascade to determine what you want at the end of it. Uh, And that being the case, it it makes it a lot of fun, you know, because you you really are able to post-board kind of really make this uh, a really narrow uh, and surgical tool against whatever deck it is that that you're up against. So if you have a really good handle on your metagame, and you know that it's not all just mono red burn your face by turn fucking four in your dad, then mono cascade's got some really really good uh, good game there for sure. So it's it's definitely something worth considering.
0: I remember the standard version. You just like you said, you just sit there for your first three or four turns, right? And and if you're on the draw, I imagine it's it's painful <laughs> to just sit there and hope your cascades can get out of this mess. <laughs> yeah, it's you. painful.
1: But, I mean, you can almost... I mean, you're never running out of fuel, right? I mean, you're always either hitting Esper Charm or Blightning off the... You know, initially. So you're always either making them discard or or with Blightning and dealing damage. I mean, it, it doesn't really have too many problems dealing with permanents and such. Um, like Planeswalkers in particular. I mean, Esper Charm can handle enchantments. You've got more creature damage and whatever that are here. The, the missing elements that I'm finding interesting are cards like... Um, there's no Day of Judgments in these builds. And I know that they were playing Day of Judgment earlier. In a, in the earlier inceptions of this deck, so that's something that I'm just seeing as different. And the mana base, I don't know. I mean, I'm surprised that they're well. Maybe that's right. <laughs> I'm just thinking maybe filters might be good. I just there's there's so many lands that come into play tapped to this deck, like so many.
0: Well, and it, that, uh, that was it the original me. version, right? They played a bunch of Vivids and just said whatever. Yeah. In, in the article, he does mention that spreading seas is one of his biggest enemies, and uh, that the reason why he lost against blue white control, um, even though he thinks he, he should probably and theoretically, I think he should be able to beat control with cascade yeah and to finish up discussion with extended i 'll just I really have no clue what to play. I really thought I was going to play mythic and still leaning towards that deck because i 've played it before in standard. And Cedric Phillips came up with a list. He went went second in the PTQ online. He did two dailies where he 4-0'd both of them with a very similar list. And he sent me his list with a sideboarding guide. And it's very tempting (laughs) to play it. But then I played Three Fairies deck in in the queues today. And just felt like I got bashed. I mean, usually I'm so comfortable against any other deck. Uh, Go ahead, Jesse. Uh oh, did you see did you see your stags in your hand? Um not that often but the the fact that what I was going to get to was their discard. It, it felt like I was on the draw They would turn one inquisition and it would be so good against me. Every single time it would be like the thing that stops me from going sovereigns really fast and and killing the other guy. Um right. and even but post post board it's suggested that you take sovereigns out cuz it's too big, and they're gonna have cryptic command mana, so you're just trying to stag them or chameleon colossus them. But uh, Inquisition is wow, really really good. And how,
2: how much hand hate does fairies play?
0: Apparently, only not that many. Uh, one of uh, my Twitter followers, uh, Luis Newman says he only plays two main and two in the sideboard, but. Hmm. I don't know, like the thought thoughts, they're just really good. Like yeah. fairies with just discard, just disrupting, or just taking out my Lotus Cobra, so I don't really have access to my colored mana sometimes. So I'm gonna have to go back to the drawing board, and hopefully I won't end up with mono red. I might try mono it's, cascade and get laughed at by everyone. Dude, I, the red deck
3: wins is super solid. It always is, especially like if you're good at it and have played it in the past. Which
0: version are you? Or you, Do you well,
3: like
0: specifically? Uh,
3: I don't have a favorite at the moment, but I, I mean, they're all good. They all effectively do the same thing. Um, as far as my favorite list, I just don't know. I'm not familiar with enough with them, but I might be tonight because I might decide to audible to Redick wins for tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see.
0: Okay, we'll, we'll finish this extended and move on to Jay, who, who wants to talk about his first draft. <laughs> uh, I, in mtgo real life, in mtgo or in real life
2: no just like that i finally drafted no just that i finally went back and drafted because i haven't drafted in since like october or november
3: i know we need our limited expertise up in this biz dude <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah so i don't know why i wrote this just for all you listeners out there that was for last week Uh, When we had Pat (laughs) taping on. So, what did I want to talk about in my first draft? I don't know. Like, I feel that in the. How long has Mirrodin been out? Like, two or three months? October, right?
0: It feels like such a long, too long. I know. Like, fuck. It feels like quite a long time, man. Yeah. I mean, when I, I met think... Scott, it was it was still Scars of yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, and like I feel that um, it it's the drafting has changed like quite a bit. So, I think it's still challenging. I don't know if you guys agree, but I think it's still challenging to draft. So I went to my first draft in a long time and I did pretty good. I went two and one and the match that I lost, uh, I drew 20 lands in two games. That was fun to deal with. I really like losing to that. And, uh, but it was, I mean, it was okay. I I think what did I, I wanted to talk about my first pack because I wanted to know what you guys would pick. So I crack my first pack and there's a foil contagion engine. There's a grafted exoskeleton. There is, I think, an arc trail, and a
0: horizon steel Helkite.
2: kite. Bomb? Steel hell kite. <laughs> <laughs> So I, uh, that was like, of course, like the worst first pack ever to open. It's
3: between uh, steel hell kite and contagion engine, though. Yeah, of yeah, course, yeah, of course,
0: she- yeah, of course. Yeah, um, that's, what, that's what Jay says now, but he actually took grafted exoskeleton. I took the
2: horizon <laughs> spell bomb. <laughs> I've seen um, that
0: list on
3: MTG online. I've seen it in a couple lists. That <laughs> card? In. Yeah. Swear <laughs> to God, some like random ass green white budget some, list at four hundred to daily.
2: Some like some MTGA team follower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to try to get into the NPR relief fund or something. <laughs> yep. But yeah, um, so I took the hell Kite. It was a boat. 70 30 for people who thought I should have taken the Hellkite over if I should have taken the engine.
0: So, 70 like were 40, 70 or- yeah.
2: Like, at no, at first there was lots for the engine, and then afterwards it was like far outweighed. People wanted me to take the Hellkite, but it was pretty close for a long time. So, what would you guys take? Like, and why I can tell why I took it, like, if you guys want.
0: Because it's a kill condition? Well, like
2: well, I guess so the argument is that you should take contagion engine because no matter what deck it's in, it's good. Which I <laughs> but I think I think that's like a bad argument because so is HSD okay. Dragon. So yeah. um and then and then they're like, but it's a one sided board wrath. And I'm like, so is the dragon, you fucking idiots. And then,
4: <laughs> and then they're like
2: and then they're like, but the engine kills all their creatures. Like, there's not a whole lot of stuff that has, you know, high toughness. And there's lots of stuff that has one toughness, which is why, like, Embersmith is so good, for example. And I was like, yeah, that's relevant, except for, like, a pay six mana to maybe kill, what, like, on your turn six, you have, what, like, at most, like, three guys, probably, that'll die to it, right? And then... The next turn, I spend all my mana proliferating twice if you had any big guys, and all of your artifacts that are not creatures are still alive, right? And I'm not doing anything. Like, it's not a Day of Judgment, right? It's my argument. <laughs> so, like, it'd be okay if it was a Day you're of not Judgment. not doing anything. Well, you're not, because yeah. you're like, you're like, you're like, KYT is like, okay, I play something, <laughs> stupid because i'm a bad magic player and then i'm like okay i contagion engine you haha ha, go and then you're like okay well my two glintock idols and my rustic relic uh that i play like this turn or something like still can kill you or like i can still plop down like hasty creatures if i have other metal craft or tumble magnets or necrogen sensors or whatever right whereas with my dragon at least i can like attack you and kill you right is what i'm thinking. I'm thinking like the engine's pretty good in a poison deck and it's okay all around. Like it's it's a bomb. I'm not saying it's not a bomb. I'm just saying in any deck, I'd rather have the dragon over the contagion engine except for poison, right?
1: See, and that's and that's fair. I think the only other argument that can be made um that I don't think has landed yet is whether you prefer to commit early or whether you prefer to leave yourself, like, wide, wide open. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, Contagion Engine is probably the more ambiguous play there, or the more ambiguous take, because it it literally will win you. Like, it's the nut poison card, right? Yeah. Um, But it's still sickly good in any other deck as well. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, you're still dealing with the fact that um, Steel Hellkite's still a dude.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, and the thing is, right? The, like, the thing that it's the thing going to—it's it's,
1: it's still going to die, right? At some point, yeah. by something, right? Yeah. But anyways, that that's the only other argument that I would possibly see being made.
2: And the the thing that I like um, looking at though is like in two instances, I've I've had a contagion engine that hasn't won me the game in two different drafts. I mean, it won those drafts, but not because of contagion engine. Um, and then I've had um, I don't this never gets talked about by people that draft. But I don't know if you guys realize that people draft based on their own prejudices. So if I take Contagion Engine, at this point, I don't trust myself to not try to force poison based based on being like, oh, I have the nut poison card. Oh, my God. Masturbation time. Right. Whereas if I take the smart equally like 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 I mean, I'm not arguing like Arc Trail over fucking Contagion Engine here. Right. I'm just saying, like, I'm taking a card that's, I would say, equally good. If not, like, they're marginally different, whichever side you're on. I'm taking a card that, at least for me, doesn't cloud my my end vision. <laughs> right? Why are you laughing? Doesn't that make sense? I'm just yeah, thinking no, it like,
3: does.
0: Uh, my, about coming in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I'm> just, <laughs> just thinking about, like, the conversation I had with Smitty about how Chapin uses... Different names for his concepts like prime directive. <laughs> no, it's right and Game vision. <laughs> Go ahead, Jay. <JF>, I'm sorry. <laughs> what
3: the fuck? Oh, 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 wait, while we're on the subject, uh <clears throat> for anyone looking for some new sounds or terms from the MTGA team, uh here's one. Get your goggles wet, girl. <laughs> <laughs> What you guys know what it means
2: <laughs> it means i first picked a contagion engine <laughs> okay but anyway but do you guys does that make sense does that theory make sense to you i think I, it does
0: i thought you were very yeah. convincing I, I, I was astute it's still super it's still super close in my i uh, jesse go ahead I, I haven't made my mind yet Oh, no, no, I like that point, Jay.
3: It makes sense exactly, because I'm the same way. I'm super biased when it comes to cards. So if I force myself a first pick, it'll help force me later when I try to change my damn mind.
2: Yeah, and I mean, it's not like I totally bombed the draft after that, which I could have. So, for example, in that draft, my first eight picks were artifacts, and they were good artifacts. So had I taken that Contagion engine first, my first eight picks may have been different, and in pack one... Uh, and I found this out after, pa- obviously, pack one, but um, or after the draft. But in pack one, nobody was going poison because there was no poison cards rotating. So I saw a Tel fallen, Fallen. Um, I saw the, the uh, green card that puts, the instant that puts two guys into play. And I saw the Contagion Engine that I opened, obviously. And then I saw, um, I think like a pick 11 Corpse Kerr. Cur-
3: Those seem pretty terrible.
2: But that's it. Like, those are the only poison cards everybody saw in pack one. So uh, the way I look at it is, like, I could have picked Contagion Engine and then tried to force black and green cards, or picked that fucking Telgelad Fallen, just because I'm blind to it, right? I'm like, oh, Arc Trail. Well, that doesn't go good in my Infect, Proliferate deck, even though I'm two picks in, right? People, people, and like, I don't, I try to get away from that. I'm not saying I do this all the time, but people are biased, right? So, for sure, I don't play blue. There you, <laughs> there there you go. go. Even in M11.
3: I, it's it makes my win percentage suffer, but fuck it, I ain't playing blue. <laughs> <What>?
2: <laughs> so who? What do you pick then? In that case,
3: me. Yeah, the Hellkite? kite. The hell kite. And why? Because it's a fucking five-five flyer. <laughs> <laughs> Like straight up, dude. Flying always wins games unlimited. Like yeah. that's all you ever do is just pick flyers and you win. Yeah. In M eleven it was blue white flyers and this you uh, even and you like you
0: did not draft them, you drafted yeah. green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drafted green your head.
3: Right.
0: <laughs> First pick gay
2: is revenge. Snap keep.
3: <laughs> Decks that I won drafts and sealed events with.
2: Yeah. I mean, the other thing, I th- I think that I considered that as well. I mean, that worst case scenario, you're putting them on a four-turn clock with a flyer. I mean, there's not a whole lot of flyers that are being played right now in Scars of Mirrodin. There's certainly no reach cards that are being played.
3: Yeah. No, totally, dude. Too bad Scars of Mirrodin doesn't
0: matter anymore. Someone wanted us to talk about Orb of Insight. I don't have much to say about it. You okay, guys- how
2: about this? This is what I'll say about the Orb of Insight. Go to magic or go to mtg dot com. There is a group of people on that website. They operate similar to Anonymous on 4chan. They're like the nerdiest fucking people on the planet. And they'll do all of the Orb of Insight work for you. They do. And and uh anybody else that has anything to say about the Orb of Insight is fucking boring and wasting their time. Okay. Like somebody else already did it.
3: Okay, well here's the thing here's the thing like seeing it for yourself is kind of fun and like punching in something and like watching it how many hits yeah it is it's actually fun like the
0: problem with this it's actually fun
2: okay let's Let's just wait before we before we just rag on jesse for his idiot uh being an idiot um where do i find the orb for those people that don't know where do you find the orb
3: it's uh Wizards dot com slash xg one two dollar sign. No, I'm <laughs> uh, you got I, I, I it. for you, bro. But uh, so, but the thing is, normally, Orb of Insights. For those that don't know what it is, let's explain it really quick. Orb of Insight is Wizards post it up, and you can type in one phrase, words, or mana costs to see how many hits it comes back with, and those hits are. From the Besiege set, for instance, like you type in "troll" and there might be like two instances of trolls in there, meaning it's either in the card text or the card name. Um, but normally, there's only one orb of insight. Here, they have two because they have the Phyrexian and the Mirror insides, and it's kind of a pain in the ass to like it. It can kind of confuses it, and so some people were complaining about that.
2: Also, look like I'm on the Mirrored in Besieged product page and I can't fucking find the Orb of Insight.
3: It's really, really hard to find. I would recommend Google and not Wizards.com to find it.
2: Alright. Well I'm just gonna stick with MTG Salvation. Thanks guys for doing all the work <laughs> for me.
3: It's really bad because the Orb of like Wizard Side is so it's so hard to find the Orb of Insight, it's uncanny.
0: I so... only used it when it was like time spiral or something where i was trying to guess old cards but for new cards i'm just i'm just like whatever I i
2: used it when i was a total noob and i was like uh legend and i'm like oh my god there's like two legends in there and like okay so just just so that you guys are aware of like how excessively nerdy these people are on mtg salvation how long has the orb been up like less than a day right It's been up
3: for like 5 hours.
2: Okay, there's already 12 pages of data on MTG Salvation. Some of which are things like this. Planeswalker 0, Elspeth 0, Venser 0, Tezzeret 0, Loyalty 0. Car types and data. 13 instants, 6 sorceries, 1 enchantment, 90 (laughs) creatures, 42 artifacts, 1 land, no Planeswalker, no Tribal, no Basic, 1 Legendary, 8 Equipment, Zero aura. Uh, uh zero of all the basic land types. Four white, two blue, two black, three red, two green, four colorless. That's what people do. This is somebody did this all fucking day. Oh look, here's a spoiler of every single creature type in the game. Things like hound. Guess how many hounds there are? None. Guess how many hellions there are? None. Guess how many frogs there are? None. So the orb of insight's useless because we already cracked it. It's all right here. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh look, somebody searched all of the rules text. <laughs> like, oh, how many how many cards have the word divided in it? Oh my god. And can and buy and bottom and both and blocked and blocking and blocks and block. <laughs> Holy shit. See like don't ever let your life get that bad. Okay. <laughs> So Jesse Jesse's it, magic addiction is pretty what, extreme.
3: Yeah, what I'm pretty impressed <laughs> with though or maybe unimpressed cuz I wish we had earlier spoilers in this is they've really locked the ship up. Mhm. They um what it, it felt like last time we we were getting spoilers like good ones a well, month ahead of time.
2: or er, uh Scars of Mirrodin was late too, right? Everybody remembers that.
3: Yeah, it was like getting later, and la- it's been getting later and later. But we're almost to the point where official spoilers are happening. And I remember before, even in Scars of Mirrodin, before the official spoilers, we had quite a few cards yeah. spoiled. Although so remember, remember, it was a Rise? bigger set.
2: Rise and Worldwake and Zendikar were spoiled like months before they came out.
3: I don't know about like, like at least a
2: month. At least a month. Like people on yeah. MWS already knew the decks.
3: But it's fu- I love spoilers season so much, and uh, nothing's got me too excited yet. But <laughs> really hope... Uh, well, I mean, there's only 19 cards and what? Really? None of these excite something. you? <laughs> excited? Uh, no, I don't really have a boner right now, so... I think which, why didn't we get spoilers? Person. Why didn't the 18 mana-deprived or 60 Dude, cards? Get- <laughs> that's the other thing. I want you all to cry. Just I <laughs> pinged on oh, all- yeah mtg aaron or whoever gives away whoever can get me in contact because i have emailed the contacts that i've been given and i know they're legit they just aren't responding to me but the a team mana deprived and 60 cards one of us or the combined group needs a
2: exclusive spoiler next season fucking i don't even care if we get an exclusive spoiler i think it would be cool to get even a spoiler
3: yeah yeah just even the pooled ones right yeah absolutely
2: you know, uh, we all get to know about it early, we all get to release it at the same time, whatever. So so S- Scott, I haven't
3: I haven't heard your voice, man. I'm getting I'm getting lonely over here. So what do you think about every planeswalker that comes out? It's fucking blue. I think
1: it's absolutely amazing. <laughs>
3: Apparently, dude. I I just don't understand it. Green has one planeswalker that came out in lower in block than a green deck. In what block? They Well, they got. Come on, man. They got another one that was, uh. You yeah, what the hell is her name?
2: Uh, Nisa? Okay. Sorry.
3: Sarkin oh, yeah. Vol And no, Nisa. That's Nisa is narrow as hell.
1: Yes. Yeah, so Soren Markov.
3: Exactly. Or er, is that his name? Yes. Yeah. No, he's the
1: black guy, yeah.
3: I'm thinking of, uh, Sarkin Vol, Or did I? I thought I said Sarkin Vol. You, you did, did. But
1: Sarkin's good.
3: Yeah, yeah. Sarkin, Sarkin the Mad.
1: But, Sarkin the Mad is narrow, but he's still good. But I'm talking about green No, but the problem,
2: the problem is that, like, the I think the problem is that, like, the Planeswalkers in the other colors always seem gimmicky. Fair and enough. the Planeswalkers that come out in blue are, like...
3: Are just powerful.
2: Are just really powerful anyway. Like, both Jaces were really good, and they were the ones that were played a lot. Like, sure, there's Gideon, and sure, there's Elspeth, but, White you know... Is-
1: too. Okay, so if you were to t- if you were to revise the statement and say that, like, why are all the good Planeswalkers blue and white? Yeah. Then I'm 100% on board. I don't sure. know. <laughs> they yeah. just no. are.
3: Well, that's the thing. Blue and, and white both get... I mean, okay. blue has the Jaces. White has Gideon and, and Elf- Elspeth. Which are both totally insane also. None of the other colors have got Jack for Planeswalkers. <laughs> <That'll be laughs> I'm a so reason. mad. And,
2: but to curb but this, to curb him. this... To curb this into a productive discussion though, what do <laughs> we think what do we think's gonna happen with new Tezzeret? Blue Black. No, yeah. we know that. We already know what his casting cost is.
3: And he's gonna oh, right, with right. artifacts and make some And he's well, do we think that though? Do
2: we think that or do we not? Because he's not aligned with any faction either.
3: It does that's kind of irrelevant, I think, to like his abilities and such.
2: Not at all, because we know that the mirror inside is Metalcraft and Imprint and like artifacts and tribal, and we know that the Phyrexian side is poison. So, for him to not be aligned at all, that's, don't you think that's at least somewhat interesting?
3: I guess, I mean, he's gonna be interesting, kind of. If he didn't have a fucking blue symbol in his name, he might be more interesting. (laughs) Jesse's like,
2: I don't care. I don't even (laughs) care. I'm not even gonna read
1: the card. It's funny, instead of trying to tackle the whole like, you know, the whole um, Wizards of the Coast, you know, motif and going like, make it look the good Planeswalkers blue. Wouldn't it just be easier instead of trying to topple the institution to just suck up your pride, grow a set and play blue cards?
2: Hey, let's be reasonable, no. Scotty. The A-team doesn't lie down for no one.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there's the, but listen, you know what? There's lying down and then there's doing the, you know, doing the right thing. And as far as I'm concerned, you know
3: here's the, doing the right thing is playing blue cards. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're absolutely right. Like, there's why, would you my, ever play
1: something, why would you ever play something that's a bad something else? Just play blue cards.
3: But that's the thing. Like, okay, I understand. I don't, I, I don't deny that blue is the best color in, like, every format ever, and it always will be for some reason. Uh, I just don't like it, man. It's just like the hip I don't know, I'm I'm an underdog player. No, I don't
2: like it either. I don't ever play blue. I mean I just made a fucking Thraxum under EDH deck with no bribery, no desertion, and no counter spells.
3: And you know what it is? I think I feel like it's more of a challenge to do well without blue, so I feel more accomplished, like for myself if I can do well beating blue down. Because well I'm just, not that self righteous. So...
1: So, do you, like, do you like go and participate in races and shit with, like, your leg tied up and shit?
2: Yeah, he does.
1: Obviously. Uh, yeah. yeah he
4: doesn't, the
2: reason he's not going on the cruise is because he doesn't fly anywhere. He just runs. <laughs> <laughs> One-legged, bitches. Oh, man.
3: <laughs> I get your point, man. I, I don't know. I just don't like it. Like, I play with blue. If it's, like, in an aggro strategy, I'll play it. Uh, you know
2: what? I think that I think the thing with blue is that it's very cerebral and it gets a lot of disruption cards that are very powerful. I think to Jesse's point about the planeswalkers, like I don't I don't agree that like blue and white get all the good planeswalkers, but I I think it's un like I think it's unbalanced that all the other planeswalkers that come out seem gimmicky. They seem in like they just tried to be interesting and unique and fun and cool like those loser kids that you know get their hair cut a different way or wear vests and scarves indoors and shit and they're like oh we're we're totally <laughs> unique and that makes us totally uniquely cool uniquely together awesome and it's just like like whoever played like who plays Sark in the mat who plays Nisa's like even nobody even plays Nisa in green decks um you know, Garrick's been around for fucking f- three years. Like, he's you, know, still. He's you know, still, he's
1: still good. He's still, he's, oh, he's still like, he's still... He, he and Jace are still like, Bellerin are still the two best templated <laughs> course, planeswalkers as far as color pie cost yeah. and value. They're like, still good, question.
2: but I'm just saying, like, if every if blue and white are getting updated planeswalkers that are relevant. And then they're like, well, we need a black red planeswalker cause Sark and Vol didn't die and we need to continue him in the story. So let's make him kooky and fun like a mental patient. Everybody okay. enjoys that. Like it's just, it's, and it's not even the whole casual versus competitive. It's just like you could. You could go other routes with other planeswalkers that doesn't make them so narrow. Like
3: it's not even the fact that blue and white have the most powerful planeswalkers; they have the most planeswalkers too. That,
2: that too. That's what I'm saying. Like they, like no one else is getting updates. Like, w- would it have been so difficult for them to make an updated Garrick?
1: So here's here's I think the reason that they're doing it though, guys. The reason they're doing it is because they, you know, it's all about heroes and villains, right? Like, the whole story, it's heroes and yeah, villains. You've yeah. gotta, you you got to root for the heroes. It's always like that. And so, in order to create more heroes, they have to be in the good good aligned colors. I mean, Koth initially, kind of look at him, you go, oh, he's red, oh, he's badass. But, like, they're trying to position him as one of the good heroes, so they're trying to bring, you know, red into the good side. I mean, traditionally, you always kind of look at, you know, red decks and black, and, you know, those are the villain colors, mm-hmm. you know. um. <laughs> Yeah, foot and mouth almost on that one. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> um, it's it's just really interesting that uh, I think they need to come up with maybe some more compelling villain planeswalkers. Like Nicol Bolas was fucking awesome. Nicol Bolas planeswalker yeah. is amazing. That guy's yeah. a perfect example of a ludicrously powered, un, you know, beatable dude. And if they were to come out like Glissa the Traitor, like she came out, you know, yeah. the from Besiege, right? She's black, uh, it's black pretty Creed.
2: fucking rank. with Death Strike, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. A three three and a three, three for three is crazy with death strike is crazy. It's I mean her first strike
1: and death touch. Yeah, it's her, her ability is
2: crazy. But the thing I think though, Scott, like if we look at it this way, there's been two Elspeths, there's been two Jace's, there's been two Chandras, right? Yeah. So out of the five originals there's only two been one Johnnies. Garrick. There's been two Ajani's, even two Sarkin Vols. So out of the original five, Garrick and Liliana haven't been updated. They've updated Chandra. They've updated, uh, and like, and she was a main part of the storyline until Mirrodin. Her and Jace, right? Do
3: you, do you know how awesome a Blaze would be if
2: she cost four? Oh my god, that card but, would be good,
1: dude. Even no. five, she'd be sick. Six is just like she's literally she's one just, too many. Yeah.
2: But the, but this is what I'm thinking like like how hard is it to update Liliana Vess and Garrick if you're going to update the rest of them? Instead of making Nisa Ravain. Ravine <laughs> and fucking Sorin. My,
0: my opinion's a little different and and um I think I don't know who wrote this article about uh Planeswalkers being bad for the game. I w- I would like to see not oh, other colors getting some whiner. <laughs> I w- I would like to see other colors getting better. Planeswalkers. I think that I like. I, I'm fine with the narrow ones as long as they're evenly, you know, balanced across the uh, the color wheel or whatever. Um, I just think Jace is just too like too good. The word
1: like, the word you're looking for, if you want a negative connotation, here is oppressive. <laughs> Yeah, he's a badass mother. And you know what? We we were clamoring for how far can you push the planeswalker, you know, limit, and then they printed mm-hmm. this guy. And yeah, he's ridiculous, sure.
2: Well and um, then I mean everybody complained about Baneslayer too, right? So I don't want our listeners to think that we're whining about the power levels of Jace. I think it's a different complaint.
1: Yeah. Actually the comment about that you're gonna that you make here about power, I think there's something really, really relevant. I think that wizards and this is... This is w- give me your opinion on this, guys, please, because this is something I just kind of came up with the other day, but you see Scars of Mirrodin, and you see all the creatures in it are just, like, tiny. Right? They're useless, they're little, they're two ones, they're one ones, or whatever. I mean, it's it's not quite like Zendikar. It's worse, you know? There's no fatties. Um, yeah. Is this wizard's attempt to try to dial back the, power, the, the power creep a little? And Absolutely. just kind of, like, reestablish a new baseline?
3: Yeah. 100%. Rosewater even, like... In it, what what show is it? It might have been uh, the Magic Show, but Rosewater was interviewed, and he's like, "We we kind of have a trick uh, that we need to do, and they're not like hidden about it." The fact that like they need to make it appear like the power level's going up, but really they're bringing it down by like using super flashy cards. But generally, like the power <laughs> level is decreasing because they have to. Because if the power level always just kept going up, the game would be f- stupid. It would just like you just start adding zeros to the freaking power and toughnesses and stuff, right? I mean, <laughs> like you get my point. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, like it, it's definitely going back down because the power level. Once M11 hit, it was just so out of control. It's just, it has to be brought back down. The creatures are just out of control in the last couple years. (laughs) Like going from Baneslayer to making Baneslayer obsolete in one year because these titans are like the best creatures they've ever printed and they gave every single color one. There's no doubt in my mind they have to dial it back in. But they're not
2: even, but they're not like that good. They're just situationally good. Like Primeval Titan crazy. isn't primeval Titan isn't good without something to ramp into. Like right. you can you can put Baneslayer in any white deck. You can put Bainslayer in any in any deck, right? It's like Baneslayer itself is a an amazing card by itself. It needs no support. Right? The yeah, reason that Baneslayer is obsoleted by the Titans is because the Titans are situationally good in their respective roles. Like who plays Primeval Titan in a deck that doesn't either play Eldrazi or Valakut? That's it. Those are the only two applications for that card. Um, Fuck, people don't no, even play no, that in, uh, L- in EDH. The, I, I kind of play Primeval Titan in my
1: Genesis All right, in, Wave in,
2: in new Genesis Wave, this new Genesis Wave deck. But <laughs> Dude, Smitty's talking Primeval, in a year. Primeval right? it
3: will probably be played in Legacy at some point. Maybe it yeah. is. Everybody says that. Everybody says that. Primeval Titan doesn't get played in Legacy. They might not. They're They're the best creatures probably ever. Maybe not efficiency-wise, like for the format, even like extended format. I guess there's not much before that, but it's it's so much more powerful than Baneslayer Angel. Baneslayer sits there a turn, only has five power, and these things just molest Baneslayer, dude. Well, Baneslayer
2: well, Bane <laughs> beats Sun Titan? Right? Uh, how? What? How? Well, what, what is what? About? What? Well, Sun Titan's a six-six, right? Okay. Baneslayer is a 5/5. Five, five. So okay. you take 5 damage in the air and I take 1 damage net, right?
3: I get you. If you go on that's just Well, like, you're you're talking thing.
2: about like the best craziest creatures that make like Baneslayer obsolete. I don't see how Sun Titan makes Baneslayer obsolete, right? I see how if you built a deck around hosing creatures and recurring, I don't know, like I uh, mean uh, nowheres, then yeah, but that's I mean, not what we're talking
3: about. I hear you. It just doesn't pan out that way. I mean there's a but, reason Baneslayer's
2: not played. Yeah, but it's because Baneslayer can't beat Valakut with summoning trap and ramp and primeval titan. It's not because Baneslayer can't beat Primeval Titan in a bunch of fucking normal lands. Which is what you're saying. You're saying power creep is out of control. Right? It is. But the but I mean it's not about...
3: out of control, but the, the, they realize <laughs> the
2: the okay. reason no, I mean... I here. It's out of control, no. but it's not out of control. <laughs>
3: No, I mean, it's it's to the point where it needs to be set back. It's not out of control. Like, R&D is not going to let so. things get out of control.
2: I don't think that it's at
3: that point. It's definitely not going up. I mean, obviously, the cards aren't nearly as good in Scars of Mirrodin. So, do you feel like they're just dialing back the overall stats on
1: it and trying to supplement it with, you know, cooler abilities?
2: Such as? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, like, for example... Like, you're obviously going somewhere with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just... Like, you look at the Hero Bladehold, for example which is from the new set, you know, the 3-4 for 2 white and 2 with Mm -hmm. Battlecry, which is whenever it attacks, each other attacking creature gets plus 1, plus Mm 0. And whenever it attacks, you put 2-1-1 white soldier creature tokens onto the battlefield tapped and attacking, so it's like army in a can. Um, It seems like it's almost like a fixed uh, Captain of the Watch. Yeah. But... You know, you kind of look at this and you go, okay, well, three, four for four, that's not too bad that's when awful. you consider, when you put it next to the three, you know, the one ones for three mana that you're, you know, that are yeah. along, in, along for the ride in this set. And you're getting a, a good chunk of power out of it, right? And Battlecry is not irrelevant. I think it's, it's pretty sweet. And if anything is going to make, you know, some sort of swarm strategy relevant, it's going to be Battlecry. Pay attention, Jesse. Um,. <laughs> <laughs> tokens but uh yeah. you know like, yeah, it like seems here's it's... your
2: fucking token deck buddy that's what
1: i'm saying right so it, it <laughs> seems like it just seems like that's what they're trying to do They're by pulling it back i mean you look at this like malira's keepers but wait wait, wait, wait. Is i just four, want to make like sure that for four four the record you know
2: that you're making these claims based on a 19 card spoiler
1: no i'm not no not at all i'm looking at scars of Mirrodin as well okay Right, because you look at that, and they had a few, like, Scars of Mirrodin had probably, what, like, 12 huge dudes? Mm.
4: yeah.
1: You know? And and I, they're like the the Horde Smelter Dragon, the Sunblast Angel, the you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. those sorts of mm-hmm. cards. But then everything else was just little dudes. And sure, they had Infect, and that's why they had to dial it back, was to make Infect reasonable. Because, you know, 2-1 Infect guy against my army of 3-3s, three go fuck yourself. Yeah. But... You know, it just seems like you know with with what's going on with this whole in block, it just everything's being pulled back. I mean, these Striders are what? They're forecasting cost for three threes, and that's gonna be oh, that's gonna be relevant. Like the three three body is more than likely gonna be relevant. Gray ogres are gonna be good in standard again.
2: I think that you guys are making claims that are baseless. I don't think that they're gonna be good. I think it's too okay. late
1: they're not going to reprint the titans from from 2011 no, of course they're, they're not, not they're not going to they may not reprint bane slayer do
2: no, may I don't keep see ba- why they may they keep
1: bane but we'll see but i mean that's how they're going to by filtering all that crap out of the core set and turning taking the battlecruiser magic badack back out of it i mean rumor is they're bringing allies back
0: Ugh, Right? I so hope they're going
1: i know Whoa. right yeah rumor is they're bringing allies back in uh, in the 2012 core set
0: sweet no. so oh. if they
1: bring but that's what I'm saying but like allies were little guys and when they all dog dogpile in together they become you know they become relevant but it's still, they still
2: sucked they still didn't do anything well, that's until fine, somebody but they,
1: they suck in comparison to what we have available to us now but if they take all of our toys away from us then what are we going to be left uh, to play
2: with well I guess and that's <laughs> I mean, all I'm getting at <laughs> alright so yeah maybe in the future when everything is a small creature many small creatures that work together similar to slivers will be good don't ever say that. <laughs> 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 Rayway, <bubble laughs> don't ever,
1: don't ever say that word. <laughs> Anyways, all right, moving along.
2: Moving along. Okay, so we were talking about the spoiler. So just so that some like some cards that I'm interested in, because that's what we were supposed to be fucking talking about. Um, I'm not interested in any of the battle cry stuff. I don't know. I'm not interested in that. I feel like it's. I'm just gonna be let down uh leon and sky hunter looks like a good card it's a common two two flying for two that's always good like that's gonna be a huge fucking draft card oh, and yeah. in this in this white weenie swarm green white tokens that jesse's been pushing on us for two years um <laughs> deck like that i mean two two for two flying that's super relevant like that's huge um i like priest of norn because it has the word norn in it that's fucking he's a, awesome. He's a white he's a white infected. And he's a white infected with vigilance and a four ass. And it's
3: art's cool.
2: That's fucking crazy. And Norn. Norn. Um from now on, <laughs> Willie G my Prez is Norn. Like <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like, sub J Boosh, I'll be like, Norn <laughs> Dude, <laughs>
3: Willie was working out. He said he lifted so many weights that he almost threw up. He's just uh, he's watching her back, so you know, he's just yeah. making sure. He's just so straight. that you guys
2: know, that's a fucking threat, straight up from Jesse. We're just letting you know on them comments. You know, you see this guy, and now he's working out. Okay, so you better watch yourself. Yeah,
3: watch um, your language. The- There's only one gay on this podcast, and remember, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh.
3: <laughs> Poor Scotty. <laughs>
2: That's all
1: right. Hater's gonna hate. Hater's gonna hate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I like the Mirren crusader. Double strike prop black plot green is pretty good. Um uh, I uh, see it uh, I
1: see it as really good um in the format. Like in, in the limited format, in the draft format, what whatever. Um I'm not sure he's going to make the splash in standard. No, I mean uh initially anyway. Maybe
2: not. It depends on how black green looks, right? I mean, people are going to be struggling, like, just racing to um, try and play a, a Gleesa deck, right? It's always what happens. It depends on how much support Poison gets, too. I mean, right now, Poison is a Tier 2 deck that, you know, it would win. The- like, people should play it a lot more because it'll win against Tier 1 decks because Tier 1 decks aren't accounting for it because nobody plays it because it's awful. Like, that's how yeah. that's how these shitty Tier 2 decks work. So if you want to know about that, ask Jesse. Um <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think I think Gliss is gonna be played actually. I, I think, think it's a a three real card. a three,
2: three death I think it is too. A three three death strike for three is fucked. That's fucking crazy. If you guys think they're dialing down power creep. That's fucking nuts. That's Jace with tits.
3: But see, but that's what I'm talking about when Rosewater's <laughs> like, we're we're gonna give you flashy cards, but really we're drawing back to power level and Gliss is a perfect example of that.
2: No, it isn't. It's just as powerful as the Titans like. Yeah. to me to use your example isn't it
3: because it's a little more narrow i think they made it legendary yeah which is relevant yeah,
2: that's relevant like, i guess
3: they they and see like like that was a perfect example because you're like you know that's a fucking balmy ass card and it's sick and it's super powerful yeah but like it it's still dies it's to bolt still a three three yeah, yeah. exactly exactly like it appears that it's a bomby card, and it, it's very good, and I think it's going to be highly playable, uh, but I think it's a drop in power level from the Titans, or Baneslayer even. I'm just, I
2: don't know. I guess. Just a th- but but you saying it dies to bolts is like me saying all the Titans die to Doomblade.
3: Yeah. That, yeah, I.
2: Come on, you guys. We're better than that. We're better than I that. I know. Screw Do, the the Do the right the thing. Do the right thing. Um. I'm interested in Malira's Keeper. I mean, I'm the limited champion. I think that card's going to be a sleeper. I think that's a fucking yeah. huge card.
1: Yeah, especially in the limited format. i for sure I agree yeah. with
3: you. It's just balmy. It's a 4-4. and
2: but People, people not- don't look at stuff like that, right? People are idiots. <laughs>
1: it's a 4-4. Oh, my God. But
2: um, did people did people play the card that was like this in Eventide? There was that card, some some shitty kite, and it said it couldn't have counters placed on it and it was good because of wither yeah did people actually play it not in standard, i'm, sure, obviously, I'm sure i'm
1: sure it came, yeah i'm sure it came in off the board in those limited matches
2: i'm thinking like malira's keeper is a for four, four, five, so green decks are gonna love this and then i wouldn't even board it i would keep it in and then you someone shows up playing poison and you're like suck on that
4: <laughs>
2: we can move to the new mechanics i mean we talked about battle cry but what do you guys think of this living weapon
1: see i think that's pretty badass personally
3: i do too i really like it
1: yeah i'm really excited to see what the rare living weapons look like yeah Yeah. like an uncommon one one for one drop that after the dude dies you hook up to your infect guy seems pretty good i don't think that are you talking about the flare husk yeah that's not an uncommon
2: that's a common it's a common shit even better it it costs two it costs two to
1: give there are little one.
3: I think they're going to be overcosted on the equip costs. I think they're gay. Personally. Well, they
1: come in a, they come in a play with something already hooked up though.
2: G bomb. Right, which is nice.
3: Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what the other ones have to offer.
1: I okay, think I guess that's uh,
2: I guess that's relevant. Like a turn one, one one. Right. I think
3: the I think the orb states five guys, five hits for living weapon guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Razorfield Rhino is pretty sweet too. 6-6 six, six for 6. Like, it just follows that Metalcraft theme of the chrome steel steed and whatever.
1: Yeah. I like Spread the Sickness, personally. You know, it's big, but it's another just die card. Yeah. And uh, you get the proliferate bonus. It also,
2: it also doesn't say target blo- non-black creature.
1: Yeah, which is relevant.
2: Which is relevant. So, out of the 19 cards, there's maybe a couple that are good. But, come on, Wizards, give us some goddamn spoilers. Like, where's Captain Black?
3: Yeah, where is Captain Black? He fired. Drunk him. in a barrel again.
2: Fucking murdered him or something.
3: So guys, random segment change. <laughs> what do you guys think of uh, all the damn comments we got on the last episode? Holy fuck!
0: Well, one one that made me minutes. laugh was uh, one that that talked about <clears throat> how our show is not that. Uh, how we don't take ourselves seriously and it, it says that uh, we shouldn't take like it basically said we shouldn't take anything jay says seriously so <laughs> any draft advice he gives he's just talking yeah. out of his ass basically. yeah that was funny
2: <laughs> who said that and what I, site was that on
0: i don't remember but basically he was like trying to defend you by telling you that all all you spit is bullshit
2: (laughs) (laughs) like you don't talk shit about jay bush because he's an idiot (laughs) yeah basically that's why i died laughing
3: (laughs) No. no but we appreciate all the comments everybody uh despite like all the haters last time um fantastic man we love you love the haters
2: i think my favorite comment was on jesse's site uh by Crazy Mike. This guy, he always comments, but um, he's from Twitter. I don't, I don't mind. Well, who's he on Twitter? Crazy Mike. <laughs> oh well, I don't follow that guy, and I've never seen him post. Then, so whatever. Anyway, Crazy Mike. Um, there's a difference. Like, the problem with having a podcast, as you guys all know, is that like we open ourselves up to trolls, <laughs> and we open ourselves up to people that. Also, will just they just love us no matter what, right? And so it's very difficult to get like a true, relevant statement that is even worth anything, even if it's somebody blowing us. So Crazy Mike goes on to write, I hope to hell you don't fall into the way eh, we're popular now, so we better act a certain way bullshit, which is what I've been saying the entire podcast, um, which normally gets edited out. So just so that you guys are aware, you listeners, in case this doesn't get edited out. Um, Perhaps one of the reasons you are seeing some success, in quotations, with your podcast is because of the way you podcast. I don't agree with everything that goes on each week or everything you say, but that's okay. (laughs) I don't want some vanilla podcast. Just do what you do, fuck everyone else, and if it's popular, (laughs) then good for you. If you make a mistake, nut up. He says man up, but nut up is better. And say so, and then move the fuck on. The fact that you guys are human is why I listen. If I want some kind of homogenized, sponsored, and vetted podcast, then I'll go and spin the dial and pick one at random from the fucking crowd. I certainly don't want to listen to someone sucking pro-cock just so they can be part of the <laughs> cool crowd. I've got Gigi's live for that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So many people with so many
2: opinions. I mean, that's the thing. Like This opinion, this guy, he's basically just telling us what we've been telling Scotty when people call him gay is that haters gonna hate <laughs> hey, haters gonna hate so just do what you gotta do and that's the kind of like I mean if, if you have creative criticism or whatever you don't like what we do fine like post on it but we're not fucking Monday Night Magic
3: but all the love you guys give us is gonna go to our heads and uh we are gonna act like cocky bastards on the podcast just kidding <laughs> KYT is like no <laughs> that's not how it's gonna go
0: I was I was really surprised by all the the Chapin hate. I mean, like we really, yeah. <laughs> actually, I was. So <laughs> did you did you listen to the podcast? Not again. But like, I oh, thought that okay. after the cast, we felt it was you know it went you know we
1: yeah I thought that thought, too. Then I li- then I listened to it again.
0: Thought what? Sorry, I thought that you know we we you guys got your point across, and he he was very strong about his, and and that was that. I didn't expect people to like hate him or think he was an asshole. That's uh, I like. I personally don't. Maybe I, my mind would change, but I personally don't think he's an asshole, and I. I don't do think so either. After the cast. No, so. I think. Hey,
1: that's... I I agree with you. I, I also share your opinion. Um, however, having listened to the podcast, like I said, like literally a half a dozen times since we recorded it, <laughs> I'm not surprised at the amount of feedback that we've been receiving. Me
2: neither. Um, I think the thing that was surprising about Patrick Chapin for other people was that he was so involved and passionate. I mean, everybody knows he's passionate, but he was just like, we were able to shake him. We were able to rattle him. Like he fucking lost it. And so a people didn't like that, but B um, you know, when you talk about or hear about or talk to someone, you like when they're in the public eye and this is what we were trying to get across to Patrick Chapin um, is that, what you, what Patrick Chapin thinks of himself and what his vision is, like the the, the Matrix, the, v, the the Neo, the self-projection of him, is not what we perceive him as. So Mike Flores, right, we all know what he perceives himself as, but maybe we don't. Which is why something like the Pat Chapin outburst on the MTGA team was so surprising and why we got so much feedback. Because when you hear Chapin talk um, on Twitter or in interviews, he's very... Commanding, but he's also very like reserved in terms of like the way that he speaks and gets his point across he's just he doesn't yell at people right, and so I think it was surprising for people to see him actually show emotion and be involved and that's why people are snap snap calling him an asshole <laughs> right and to, i mean we none of us think that right yeah. I don't think Pat Chapin's an asshole at all yeah, and i, don't I think, no. and I mean I was having a conversation with Nina about uh the argument that went on for. However long it went on for, forty minutes,
1: forty-eight minutes,
2: forty-eight minutes, which I can't even believe. But, um, you know, and I mean, at some point during that conversation, it wasn't about who was right or who was wrong. I think it was about showing people what Patrick Chapin is like, showing people that he's a person that he has views, that he has, that he does feel passionate about things, that he isn't reserved and put on this high horse. He is a regular guy. Right? People shouldn't suck Patrick Chapin's cock for no reason. You want to suck <laughs> Patrick Chapin's cock because he's awesome? F- do that. Get your goggles <laughs> wet, boy. Right? But like, don't suck his cock for no reason. Don't get your goggles it's, wet for no reason.
1: It's, it's so funny because I'm the gay one. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> All right. Uh,
0: whoever it is who posted those comments, I love you, Meg. <laughs> it's not hey, me keep let's break
3: all-time records 80 ain't enough let's go to 160 next week <laughs> rocket <it. laughs> and no dumbass
1: bumps about it either like not just like yeah that was cool just to drive up the comment count <laughs> yeah yeah you got something to say sound off like you got a pair
0: yeah say yeah. more gay stuff to scotty so this <laughs> this guy called himself number one fan the first time well, we're we so, think it's the same guy, though. Which... It
2: has to be. It has to be. They say that he it's, says the same thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Number one fan, and then the next week it's new listener.
2: <laughs> I feel like this really needs to be addressed. Is Scotty Mac a woman slash gay? <laughs> Scotty
3: Mike's the only one that's not uh, audible even when we said that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is this also goes back to the the point of when. Dan Barrett called you Mrs. Cotty Mac. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe yeah. maybe it's Dan Barrett. Maybe it's oh, Danger Dan. That could
0: be too. Uh, <laughs> uh,
3: hey, KYT, do you moderate comments on your site? Because I'm letting everyone free flow, say whatever they want. Yeah, and,
0: I, I like, don't moderate. Well,
2: what was the point of the moderation, like to prevent the N-word? I,
0: when the when mod- I say moderate,
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a difference between moderation and like just a, having a filter. Because the moderation, I don't delete comments or edit comments or anything. I just block spam, and that's why the capture code's there.
2: Oh, well, then why did you need moderation in the first place?
3: I didn't, I don't moderate. But you used to. I never did.
2: Yeah, because when I first posted, I remember I had to email you and tell you to approve my comment.
3: Right, that's what I'm saying, because there's a filter, and I have to approve, because otherwise spam just keeps filling up my comment.
2: (laughs) But you said that you don't moderate because you have a capture code.
3: Dude, you did not just hear me. Moderation means <laughs> editing and, like, deleting posts. Uh,
1: Jay, oh. Jay, you, you, need, you need to take your goggles off, son. <laughs> you, got, you got too much runoff in your ears there.
3: Uh, <laughs> but,
0: so, anyways. Well, I, I didn't know what to do when my first comment for Man Deprived was, Boy, Jay Fisher's an asshole or something.
2: Yeah, <laughs> was, a lot of the first comments, I uh,
0: like, okay. Yeah, I'd, I I
3: really wish like that the episode didn't come off that way, but it is what it is. I mean, the f- I didn't want yeah. anyone to be looked upon negatively, but whatever, it is what it that's is. That's not
2: our responsibility either. That's not my problem. If you if I spout off and I look like a dickhole, that's not Jesse's problem to fucking worry about what my public image is. That's yeah. that's Patrick Chapin's problem.
1: I think this whole ordeal has taught us all a little bit more about accountability.
2: <laughs> And we and need to whether, hire a PR guy.
1: Well, whether that accountability, uh, whether we learn that lesson as a result of our actions or others is still up for debate. But the underlying message is uh, you got to own up to what you say, how you say it, and who you say it to.
2: Absolutely. And that's why I don't say sorry for anything.
3: Coth is better than Jace.
2: Boom. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I said that. Oh, I shall own Jesus. up to it. Chica,
4: chica.
3: Roo,
1: roo. So I took uh, the Flores wave deck to a tournament on the weekend, and I know KYT did as well. And um, so the Magic Gods decided they were going to prison rape me and shit down my throat. (laughs) And uh, I ended up going uh, 1-3 at a nice small tournament. I ended up going out... Got an invite from a fan of the show, Jamie. So I ended up uh, met him at Grand Prix Toronto, and he was a cool dude. And traded with Alex, and uh, and you know he was a legit guy doing it, and got some trades with me done. So that's cool. Anyway, so he invited me down. He's somewhat local, and uh, you know he he and uh, actually Durfington, David Lee, play down by our store. So we ended up going down, and uh, Alex and I we, we ended up hitting up this tournament on Saturday. I ended up picking up uh, an altar from from Dave, which is awesome. The Geth is sick. My teneb that he did, he posted, uh, sent me a link, is amazing. I'm so excited. Um, anyways, we uh, so I ended up going one three. I magic gods just did not smile upon me, but uh, we had a lot of fun. Played a sick ass EDH game afterwards. Went off, and it was just it was a lot of fun. Um, so shout out to um, big ups to uh, heavy support games and uh they run pretty legit uh, operation over there they're over by Sherway gardens in toronto so look them up um and thanks to jamie and dave for inviting me out looking uh forward to the next time so it was good times good times kyt how was your tournament experience with this deck
0: well it went very well i finished i was x1 one in the last round but i had the worst tiebreakers so even if i did win i wouldn't make top eight which sucked uh because Face-to-Face Games is doing this, started this whole invitational thing, pretty local, like just in Montreal. And the winner would be invited to this invitationals that they would have in two weeks. The next qualifier is this upcoming Sunday. Uh, so I really wanted to make top eight, but, uh, you know, them's uh, the breaks. And it really, it was tough for me because I did crush the blue-white player that was playing. Uh, he was stuck on just white man in, in game three. And he had better breakers and was asking me to basically concede to him. So some of my friends thought I might have a chance to make top eight. I knew my break – like I saw the standings. I knew I couldn't make it. So what do you guys do in this type of position? It's it's sort of really awkward. You know
1: what? It's I got to liken it to an MMA battle, man. You never leave it in the hands of the judges. Um you're that close, you're both pretty much at the same record, win or lose, and, you know, obviously it's about breakers, but you never know, crazy shit can happen when breakers start getting counted. So, I probably would have played him out, personally. Especially since one of your good buddies scooped you up to get there. You you don't fuck the people and burn the bridges that, uh, you know, got you to where you are. You gotta <laughs> represent properly.
0: But I'm, I I just never liked that part of the game the fact that i have to think about you know intentionally drawing someone in well if it draws me in then fine you know but conceding to someone and because what i might not know what happens is like if i concede to someone they get in then someone one of my friends that's like far away that's actually also in contention but because i conceded actually screwed this other guy from a top eight or something so i think we talked about that in like episode five I, right, so, fuck I think... those guys. Is what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't you just play? Like, aren't, aren't you trying to get top eight? Like,
0: anyways. But so <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't make top eight. I I like the deck, but uh, again, the the mana is really uh really tough in terms of the color mana. We've talked about this deck a lot, but Frost Titan's double blue. You know, Jace double blue. Genesis Wave triple green. And you're playing Tectonic Edges and such. And Jira's tree, uh, tree Speaker only gives you green, <laughs> and, and so, so Pat Olen's awkward draws sometimes. So when it pans out, it's extreme. Why? Uh, how about this? How come that deck doesn't play um, Bops? I thought about that actually, uh, but I guess Jiraga's is just way more powerful when it when it does happen, and that's why you play. Did you, Scott just sigh?
1: <laughs> no, I think I think that's why. Yeah. I, I think it's just a matter of um, you could play it, you know, mythic sort of style and run bops instead of overgrown battlements, but then you literally are running a really significant risk of just losing if somebody pyroclasms you.
2: yeah, I Like, guess.
1: straight up just losing.
2: <laughs> so true. you can board them <laughs> out in game 2 and put in your your battlements then.
1: Uh, that's a lot of yeah, sideboard room then. It's a lot of sideboard. Yeah, the sideboard's tight anyway. Yeah, I ended up, by true. the way, I I ended up uh, adding two walls of tangle cord in those two random slots that were left over KYT okay. as Conley suggested, and they've been panning out really well because generally against you know the the red decks and such you're pulling out tree speakers because I hate being time walked, um, so you're kind of bringing in you know tree speakers, uh, taking them out baloths uh, come in and you can also pull out like spreading seats and stuff, but wall of tangle cord still preserves your ramping through your battlements and they're big and they block everything except for Titans. So that's pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've, I've loved them too. Love them. Zero six, very, and good block flying. It's, it's a great card. Yep. Especially and in the build. Not sure what I'm going to play this Sunday. Uh, and I'm not even sure I'm playing extended on Saturday. So quite clueless, always, uh, Typical me, last minute. <laughs> what do we have left on the agenda? MR plug. MR plug. I think you got uh, Jer- a mail from Jerry this week or
3: last week. Oh yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, I hold in my possession Jerry T's winning Grand Prix deck. It's literally from the GP one he shuffled. GP Nashville, thank you. The the one he shuffled, the one that is stamped, I hold it in my possession. But we have a little bit of an issue with that.
2: I get it. So sorry. What's
3: what's,
1: what's the issue?
2: It's that I get the deck and Who's the getting contest it? was a fraud.
1: Well no one we had no no, no, we no no no. The deck the deck was the special challenge that somebody had to prove to us that they had uh, got either full achievements on Xbox or platinum trophy on PS3 for the <laughs> FF13. Oh right, okay. So I have, so we do have ah, one entry for that. Then that I have to
2: verify, but yeah.
1: That Jay looks... has to verify, but okay. I we've received screenshot. He just has to go in and and double yeah. check on uh, the PSN. But uh, yeah, we do have one winner for that.
3: Wow, awesome! Well, so... I've got
1: it and I'm ready to mail. <laughs> Jesse's
3: up. like, damn it! Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna keep that. What's shit. What's
1: really awesome is that guy plays in my play group.
2: Oh, that's so brutal! I want that deck so bad. I want that deck so bad. Jay disapproves <laughs> of, of the screenshots. I'm going or whatever. to. I'm going to.
3: Dude, and here's the thing: to whoever won it, if you're about to win it, don't don't just take the fucking cards and use them, dude. Keep that thing together. That is a sick ass prize.
2: And don't just sell it, or you're like, like.
3: Or if you do, sell
1: it to Jay.
2: Yeah. Don't yeah. don't sell it to a little kid. Sell it to me.
1: No, he's pretty excited about it.
3: It's cool, pretty sweet. Cool. So yes, we do have that in the possession.
1: But as far as the other uh, as far as the rest of the contest goes, I think uh we probably I know we received at least I don't think people realize that they didn't have to do all of the fucking challenges in order to be entered for the draw for all the cards.
2: Yeah. Well people are pretty stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, we did, we did say like 17 times that it was four separate uh, contests.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, well, I, I think it's interesting because, you know, I guess because we broadcast all over the world that, you know, the whole English is not somebody's first language could be a barrier.
2: <laughs> yeah, all those people in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> is,
3: oh, that's great. Anyways. <sighs> well,
2: all right, so, so on to shout outs.
3: Yeah, I'll start. I'd like to give a shout-out to myself, Smitty. Smitty McSmitherson, because by Me the time you. this, I'll have a trip to Nagoya, Japan, motherfuckers.
2: Boom. Congratulations. Boosh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'll give a real shout-out to uh, Cartography, because uh, if you guys need help or you want to submit articles for 60cards.com, for the next two months or so, you're going to be wanting to... Uh, Pushed your business over to him. He'll have the same email address. He'll have access. He's going to be posting articles and helping out with the site. So uh, much props to him for help, wanting to help out. Uh, that's a huge help for my life. So big ups to Cartography, Sean Carter.
1: So is he is he like inheriting the Smitty title then? Just sort of like the Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> There's only so one he's th- going he's gonna be like Smitty for the next two months.
3: I don't know how much he'll embrace that honor that is bestowed upon him. Uh, but, yeah, to an extent, he is the Smitty for the next two months. What
2: honor and, is it to be expected to act like a goof? You
3: know what? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it is an honor because I get away with it, yet I still get followers.
2: I guess he can't be any worse than he is now.
3: <laughs> oh, shout-outs. J.D. doesn't get to go next.
2: <laughs> I'm on timeout.
1: Timeout i'll go i got uh i got really simple shout outs like i said a couple of them i gave out already david lee is durfington on twitter the guy's legit he's, su- he's single-handedly going to help me accomplish my new year's resolution of pimping out crazy-ass decks um with ridiculous artistic renders this guy is a whiz jay i know you've been asking him for some stuff electronically and whatnot and mm-hmm. this guy's unreal so he totally totally amazing um, I also want to, obviously, Willie G, my prez, uh, over <laughs> Norn. the top.blogspot.com. Norn. Norn. <laughs>
2: Norn. you <laughs> got
1: a nickname, brother. What's up?
2: Norn plug. But, <laughs> He's um, great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, again, again the uh, the eighteen bodyguard, so that's cool. He's like B.A. Baracus, you know. Um, also, uh, big ups to Nina, of course, uh, cardboardwitch.blogspot.com. And uh, check out her blog. And uh, much love uh, for you, my dear. Um, big ups to you guys, my awesome co-conspirators. <laughs> shout out to uh, shout out to the guys at the Scrubland Podcast. Um, Chris Casby, Burroughs, and uh, Diesel. Good for them. They uh, they listen to our show. They're big fans, and uh, you should uh, check them out. And uh, wife plug. Wife oh. plug. Oh, oh, I don't know if I mentioned this last week. Dudes, I'm having a girl. You did. Yeah. You, did. <laughs> you did. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's it. That's all I got.
0: I'll go next and let jiggle uh, Thank you to B. Garner Durbin who submitted an article. Uh, actually, I got a few people that have submitted articles over the f- last few days. haven't had much time to go through them, so apologies, people. Because yep. uh, two days ago, I actually... Finally, uh, negotiated my contract with face to face and I'm now partners with them and congrats. If you live in Canada, you want probably a card store that's going to have the cheapest shipping for you compared to all the other, you know, major card stores do check out face to face I'll be upgrading while well, moving my blog to wordpress.com at, uh, Using the WordPress rather platform, and we're really looking forward to that. Thanks to these three ge- fine gentlemen, as always, for being with me for every Thursday night for 21 weeks, and that's that's all I can think of. And Jay, take it away. <laughs> Remember to all mention right. that that if you want to bring Plane Chase back, you can tweet at Jay Bush. Oh, yeah. I want to save Plane Chase.
2: <laughs> KYT is my number one leading general in the Save Plane Chase campaign. And I expect all of you to jump on the Save Plane Chase bad, Megan. Except for that motherfucker that said he liked Arch Enemy better. Yeah, yeah, Nobody out. likes Arch Enemy better. <laughs> like, oh, I like pizza better than, like, craft Dinner. What's your favorite kind of pizza? Ashtray flavor. No. <laughs> Nobody fucking is that. Okay, so just stop lying, you fucking dirty liar. Um, you're not invited. Um big shout out to Norn. Uh I can't wait to uh see some of them intimidating workout videos for all of our detractors. <laughs> I wanna see the I wanna see some Billy Blanks going on. Um big shout out to Nina who uh trolled me that I wasn't following her and then she wasn't following me. <laughs> so there you go. Um <laughs> Big shout out to her though. She's she's um she's good people for sure. Um shout out to MTG Radio. I think that guy that I talked to, I think on there his name is Tom. Yeah, he used to write
3: for sixty cards.
2: Yeah. So big shout out to him for helping me with my Thraxmunder EDH deck. Um he uh gave me some unsolicited advice that helped a lot. And um there was something else I wanted to give a shout out to. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. I don't remember. God damn it. KYT fucked everything up. (laughs) Matt Marr plug and Narn plug. Oh,
3: by the way, Matt Marr is going to be at uh, Star City Games San Jose judging Saturday and playing in in Legacy Sunday. I know it will have already happened, but uh, good luck to him.
2: Right on. I want to give a shout out to Carrie Dan, too, because he's still our editor. So he's still doing all the dirty work. Which is good. Um, I did want to say fucking... Where's my fucking money? Where is oh, my shit. goddamn money?
1: So I just... Uh, we just got somebody added in here real quick. Uh, we're just uh, cleaning up our shout-out section, but we thought we would... Uh, just so that you all knew that it was legit, we'd give the last shout-out of the podcast here to our 18 bodyguard, Willie G, my press.
3: A.K.A. Narn! Norn. <laughs>
1: What's
5: up, guys?
3: You, you inherited a nickname tonight, bro. Oh yeah, what is it? Norn. Norn.
5: What the hell is that?
2: It's a priest of Norn.
5: <laughs> oh, seriously? <is it? laughs> because
2: because you're Norn.
5: Awesome, <laughs> guys. Thanks.
2: Norn. <laughs> so give a shout out to Willie G. My prez, the bodyguard. We want to see some workout videos, okay?
5: Uh, sure. I'll make it. This- <laughs> I'll make some special ones just for you, Bish.
2: Sweet.
0: <laughs> KYT, you laugh way too much, man. That's 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 my thing on this show. That's, <laughs> <I> just... t- <laughs> that's, that's, that's KYT's thing.
2: That's
3: what I do. <laughs>
0: his, his
2: breathy laugh. Oh
1: <laughs> and, anyways, Willie, give us your shout outs, bro.
5: Um I wanna shout out to you guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, Jesse, really appreciate you guys letting me write for 60 cards. Um,
2: oh. It's a pretty hard entrance program there.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <Ouch>.
2: <laughs> Fuck you, Boosh.
5: <laughs> um, I want to thank Scott for uh, for helping me uh, learn how to play control. I have no idea how to play control decks. And uh, I've asked him a bunch of questions and he's come through. Um, Jay, for... The awesome rants you got you get me through work, and if anybody sees me laughing like a jackass by myself, then uh, you are the main reason. And KYT for all the laughing that you do on the podcast.
2: Of course. <laughs> and chess.
5: And chess. Oh man, I don't even want to get started on the chess. <laughs> I, told my, I told my girlfriend I was going to go to a chess competition, and the face that she made. uh... I, I, I hurt. <laughs> At the face she gave me, I was like, oh, I'm going to chess t- tournament, and she was like...
0: She just left you.
5: Oh, babe, why? <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> First of all, why were you going to chess tournament anyways? To troll was, you.
5: To just, troll I just, me. I just wanted to see what she was going to say.
3: <laughs> and um, proved our side of the story.
2: He was just going to stand <laughs> behind you and tell all your moves to a Russian.
3: Yeah, yeah exactly.
5: Um... I guess shout out to uh, Meta Knight. He and uh, and a- Arthur Halavus. I met him in person at JJ. Oh, yeah. And that guy's a genius. Like, I just read all of his MTG data, blah, 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 Hel-
2: that he's doing. Halavus, uh, the test data with a hell of a
5: list. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot of good stuff to say. And, of course, Flores.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, JJ's uh, favorite uh, personality. <laughs> <laughs> Jace Napster.
2: Napster man. Please,
5: guys, I I really appreciate um the cast more than anything. You guys really make me want to play Magic at a more of a competitive level. Even though Jace, Jace is just a limited champion.
2: In casual.
5: <laughs>
3: casual, excuse me. <laughs> and yeah, that's cool. it. Cool, thanks man. With um, that, you could be the next guest on the A team. If you suck our dicks.
0: <laughs> no, what the? F- <laughs> I just fucking man, Scott's the gay one.
1: <laughs> Jess, Jesse was the original. Remember, it was three Canadians and a gay. Yeah. And then and then we invited the dirty
3: spick on for a while. Remember? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> terrible, terrible. I did. You know what? When I said that, said that, Willie, I was totally not implying you. <laughs> and then I, after I said it, I realized. Whoops. <laughs> Some people put their foot in their mouths. Jesse, on the other hand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Gross. Alright, All right. with that, I think uh, we should wrap up, guys. Or not Sounds wrap good. up, but the fuck done. Sounds <laughs> yeah. good. You Tune in welcome. next
2: week when we reveal the winners of our contest and we talk more about uh, some spoilers. If they're fucking out.
4: <laughs> or right. are. Thanks, guys. Peace. <laughs> Bye.